also want to thank um, my Bible college admin, Liz, who pulled it all together with me last night. You, she had many nights up till three in the morning getting ready, so it was quite the undertaking. But I got to tell you, I, I opened that envelope this morning, and that was a mistake, the one that you guys all gave me with all the cards, because I was supposed to be getting ready, and my husband walks out in the living room. I'm just standing there bawling my eyes out, reading all those cards that you wrote. So thank you. My husband's like, are you going to go get ready, or are we going to stand here and cry some more? I was like, I'll go get ready. <sighs> just one more card. So I haven't finished reading them. I had to go get ready, but thank you for all of the precious words. Whew, that was touching. It was a lot. Um, but uh, thank you to all, my, to all my graduates as well, and thank you to Liz. I don't know what that is, but we're going to get rid of that. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to start with the scripture this morning, Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Um, and Jesus is speaking, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed and, at the, and, the t and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And that's our mandate. That's what God is saying about us as well. There was a famous lady who uh, has passed away now. She was a preacher, evangelist. Her name was Catherine Kuhlman. You might know who she was. She was uh, very famous because she operated in the gifts, especially the gifts of healing and the working of miracles. And incredible miracles happened in her meetings. And so I wanted to just read a couple of the testimonies that people wrote about her. As she spoke, I discovered I couldn't move my arms or legs. More surprising still, it didn't bother me to sit there paralyzed. In fact, it was altogether a very wonderful feeling. Mom later told me that Miss Coleman said someone was being healed of cancer, but I didn't hear it. As a matter of fact, I didn't hear much of anything during this time. When the wonderful feeling passed, a new feeling, a conviction took its place, a deep conviction that I no longer had cancer. She later went to the doctor to find out she was cancer-free. <clears throat> On one occasion, a five-year-old boy crippled from birth walked to Catherine's platform without assistance. On another, a woman who had been crippled and confined to a wheelchair for 12 years walked to the flat platform without aid from her husband. A man from Philadelphia who had received a pacemaker eight months earlier felt intense pain in his chest after Catherine laid hands upon him. Returning home, he found the scar from his chest where the pacemaker had been implanted was gone, and he couldn't tell if the pacemaker was still functioning. So he went to the doctor and they took x-rays. He discovered the pacemaker was gone and the man's heart was healed. It was common for tumors to dissolve, cancers to fall off, blind to see and the deaf to hear. Migraines were instantly healed. Even teeth were divinely filled. Can I get an amen? Thank you, Jesus, for the, avoiding the dentist. It would be impossible to list the miracles that the ministry of Catherine Kuhlman witnessed. God alone knows. Do you know what? Do you know that she, she never preached on healing? Do you know what she preached on? Holy Spirit. She preached on the Holy Spirit. She was known for creating an atmosphere of worship, like we just had, and faith. And preached on Holy Spirit and miracles happened everywhere. Because that's the Holy Spirit's power. 
if I had to ask you, what do you think, what is the greatest miracle of all, what would you say? Salvation. Jesus, God Almighty, came to earth as a man, lived the perfect life, died on the cross, took all your sin, all your shame, all your guilt, so that you could be righteous before God. That your eternity with God could start right now, and that one day you can spend eternity in heaven, but you could live with Jesus starting right now. Jesus made that possible. And in a moment when you decide to make him Lord of your life, when you decide to make him savior of your life, then instantly the Holy Spirit does a work and the Bible says you're a new creation. You become a new creature. You become a person that's never lived before. You have a new spirit. That is the greatest miracle of all people. And then the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God comes to live in the inside of you. God is living on the inside of you. And as we'll find out next week on Pentecost Sunday, that is when we celebrate the Holy Spirit being poured out. And Jesus said what's been made available is a baptism into the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he's going to baptize you in the spirit realm, obviously not like water baptism, in the spirit. But he's going to baptize you with fire and power. Baptize you into the Holy Spirit with fire and power. And what the evidence of that will be is that you'll have your own prayer language. You'll be able to speak in tongues. It's a language that you don't understand. The good news is the devil doesn't understand it either. So when you want to pray and you don't want him to know what you're praying for, you pray in the Spirit. But God knows. And that is the second biggest miracle. So if you only ever have those two things happen in your Christian life, guess what? You've had the greatest miracles of all time happen to you. Our God is a God of miracles. And if anybody ever says to you, well, what, you, don't, you look like you've got a limp or you look like you've got a sickness, you're like, I don't really care. I've had the greatest miracle of all. That's a, I can get to heaven with a limp. I don't want to go to hell healed. Come on, wait, waking up the crowd. Let's go. We're going for it today. But, you know, the problem is I think some people think that that's the deluxe Christianity. You know, that's like the upgraded version. Like when you go through the drive through car wash, I'll take the upgraded. No, that's what they think the Holy Spirit is. He's the upgraded. No, the Holy Spirit is everything. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's not an it. He is God, and he should be reverenced. Jesus said when he left that we're to wait for the Holy Spirit. He sent us the Holy Spirit. We have him now, but he, Jesus wanted us to know how important the Holy Spirit was. So we should do our best to learn everything we can about him. And we should do our best to understand his power. What is his power about? What is his ability that he has? What does he want to do, not just in us, but through us? Unfortunately, many Christians, um, you know, many Christians think that uh, all I need is the Bible. You know, that tongue stuff, that's like next level. You know, I just, I'm good with just the Bible. But you know, anytime you elevate the scriptures above the Holy Spirit, that's idolatry. It's not God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible. It's God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And we have to be reliant on the Holy Spirit to help us understand the scriptures. Because otherwise, you're reading the Bible without the Holy Spirit. You might as well just be reading some book. You need it. But the Holy Spirit has to be more than just your guide for a good daily devotional. 
You are meant to have a relationship with the third person of the Trinity. An ongoing, continuous relationship that affects every area of your life. He is the power of heaven. He cannot be confined or controlled, but he must be yielded to. You know, the scripture says that we are heirs of God and the Holy Spirit is our down payment of our inheritance. Sometimes you read that and you're like, what does that even mean? You know, well, if you've given your life to the Lord and, and you become a, a believer and you're following Jesus, you might have those moments where you wonder, am I really saved? Am I, am I sure I'm going to heaven? I mean, I just said a prayer. I know I'm reading my Bible. I'm praying and going to church. But am I really saved? Do I have an assurance? See, when you speak in tongues, out comes your assurance. So any day you're feeling a little weak, you're feeling like, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, that's it. I'm going to heaven because I, I didn't make that up. That's the Holy Spirit of God in me. He's giving me assurance that I'm, in, that I'm saved. I was praying for a lady in our church um, about a month ago. I'm not going to mention her name because I didn't run the story poster, so she shall remain nameless. She came up for prayer. She's only been in our church a couple of months. She um, was raised more in Catholic church, so this is different, <clears throat> a little. Um, and she came forward for prayer one day, and she was weighted down, a lot happening in her life. And I, I began to pray for her for what's going on in her life. And while I'm praying for her, the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, get her baptized in the Holy Spirit, evidence of speaking in tongues. So while I'm praying in my head, I'm going, I, I haven't had a chance to talk to her about the Holy Spirit, God. She hasn't read a book. I haven't had a chance to explain to her what this is. The Holy Spirit's like, just do it. I'm like, okay. So I just stopped praying and I just said, um, you need the power of the Holy Spirit with fire and power. You need your evidence of speaking in other tongues. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. She went, okay. <laughs> so I said, just say this prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Baptize me now. Take a deep breath. Pray. And I just went, kirabakasha. And here she, she tongues instantly. Kurabaka, she's praying full on. She's like, her face was as shocked as mine, you know? No, I'm kidding. I wasn't shocked. I was expecting it. But she, her face was like, what's happening? You know, and she's just praying and I'm praying with her. And, and now the tears start to turn into like tears of joy. And I just begin, she's praying and she's praying. And I said, that's it, that's it. And I said to her, you know what this is? And up came in my spirit. I said, you know what this is? This is the down payment. This is the insurance you have that one day, she's a little bit older. I said, one day when you close your eyes and you step into eternity, you are going to be in heaven. When you cross from this life, it'll be a blink and you will be with your Savior. This is your assurance. And then she began to really cry. And I, I said, what's going on? And she said, you don't know. Today as I was sitting in the service, my greatest fear is I don't know if I died, if I would be in heaven tomorrow. Even though she's given her life to the Lord multiple times, you know, come up, she wasn't, she wasn't certain. And because I listened to the Lord in that moment and just stepped out in faith, God was able to reassure her, not with anything else, but with himself. For the rest of her life, she knows that God is with me. And she gets to talk to God in her own prayer language anytime she wants now. See, the Holy Spirit lives in my spirit. 
This is the place where I communion with God. This is the place in my spirit. So in your spirit is where you have to learn. We're so focused in the physical realm that you have to learn to be more sensitive to your spirit. If you want to be spirit-led, you need to be more sensitive to your spirit. What is the language of the spirit? How is God speaking to you? And, you know, some people think, well, it's so hard because, you know, he doesn't, he, honestly, he doesn't really speak in English. Like, he's not going to spell the words out for you like you're reading a book. And people find that hard. They're like, well, how am I supposed to know if he's speaking? Here, let's do a little test. How do you know when you're hungry? Some of you sitting here right now will be like, I can tell you right now how I know I'm hungry. How do you know? This is a question-answer portion. Body, yeah, why? Because it does what? Your stomach growls, right? Your stomach starts to growl. And that's like a sign that you know, hey, I'm getting hungry. And, and if I don't eat soon, I'm going to get hangry. Right? You know this. How do you know this? Because your body is signaling you and you've learned over the years, hey, this means I'm hungry. How many of you can tell when you start to get a little fluish? Like before you're, you're catching a cold, before you even know, before there's any symptoms, you say this. I'm just a little, I'm just a little off today. There's just something, mm, I'm not sure. There's like, mm. and, and, and you, you kind of know. You, you, you sick, you're reading the signals. You're like, something's going on. And if you're wise, you go home and you double up on your vitamin D and your zinc and your C and you make sure you get a good night's sleep, right? Because you know what's coming. How do you know? Because your body is signaling. You have been listening to your body since you were a child. Your body has been talking to you since you were a child. So you've learned to read and listen to your body even though it doesn't speak English. You've learned to read it, understand it, respond to it, obey it. You listen and obey very well to your body. It's the same in the spirit. You just have to train yourself on how God is speaking to your spirit and through your spirit. So a lot of times the Lord speaks to you in impressions. He'll reveal things to you. Sometimes you might see a picture or you might have a sense or a knowing. You might, I just, I just need to call this person today. It's a sense. Or it's a knowing. Oh, I, I, just need to, I just need to do this. I need to go pray right now. I, whatever it is. And so you learn to read those signals. Or if you're busy ministering to somebody, the Holy Spirit is able to bring up a sense. And I know that means this is what this means. <clears throat> so it's not always like somebody talking in your ear. It's learning to understand the language of the Spirit, how the Spirit is talking to you. And now the quickest way to grow in sensitivity to the Spirit is two ways. Number one is to read your Bible, because <clears throat> you can't know what God is like. You can't know what he's saying if you don't read the scriptures. And a lot of times when in life, he will bring the scriptures up in your spirit when he wants to talk to you. And that scripture will be the answer for what you need in that moment. And he can't bring it up if you're not reading it. Okay. Yeah, he's not going to talk to you outside of his word. If you're not reading his word, he's got nothing to bring up. So that's the first thing you've got to be doing. And the second thing you've got to be doing is praying in tongues. Praying in the spirit. <clears throat> I'm going to focus on that point today, on praying in the spirit. Now, I don't want you to tune me out because she's like, oh, praying in the spirit. I don't even pray in the spirit. Don't tune me out because hopefully this will inspire you so that at the end of the meeting, I'll give you a chance to come forward and pray for you just like I did with that lady. You'll receive instantly. It's a gift. 
It's not a reward. You can't earn it or deserve it, and you can't be good enough to get it. You just have to believe and love Jesus, and then you can receive it. It's that simple. And we'll pray for you at the end, and you'll receive. This is to know what's available, what's coming. And if you've been praying in the Spirit your whole life, I hope you would to listen, and this would inspire you as well, because I believe it's, it's a timely word that the Lord's given me. So let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2. <clears throat> For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. The Lord has had me on a journey over the last few years. When it comes to speaking in tongues, <clears throat> your prayer language. I was filled with the Holy Spirit at four years old. So I was baptized at a really young age, and the Spirit of God just filled me. I was praying next to my mom laying on the floor, and God just filled me. So I've been speaking in tongues since I can remember. I've never not known how. So it's always been a language I've had. And, um, but the Lord's been revealing to me that it is so much more than just another language. See, when I speak in tongues, I have direct access to Yahweh. Now, I don't say Yahweh because it sounds really a religious thing to say. I say because if a while back I did a teaching, and if you're there, we sometimes, Yahweh means Lord God Almighty. And, 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 and in, especially in America, you hear when people pray, Lord God, Lord God, Lord God, they throw it around all the time. That in some ways it's lost its meaning, which is sad, but it just is. But when you look up what Yahweh means when, when in the Old Testament, when, he, when God reveals himself to Moses, he says, I am a God, Yahweh I means, I am a God, I am merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in love, showing mercy to generations upon generations for thousands to come. That's what Yahweh means. That's what, when you say Lord God Almighty, it actually means merciful, gracious, compassionate, showing mercy to thousands, abounding in love, okay? Makes a difference when you say all those when you pray. So when I say Yahweh, I have an understanding of what I mean when I say that. And so when I go to commune, I commune, I know I'm communing with Lord God Almighty, I'm communing with the Holy Trinity, Jesus and the Holy Spirit are all present through this mystery called tongues, and as I begin to pray in the Spirit and seek the Lord, now I'm communion, He's communion back with me, He talks back in this time, prayer is not one way, He wants to communicate back to you. So in this moment, this is when I'm praying in the Spirit. Now God begins to sometimes encourage me or inspire me. Or sometimes He will show me things to come. The Bible says He's got good works planned for you. So sometimes they'll be, He'll be showing you, oh, I need you to do this. Start this project. Do this. Go here. Or, or, or call this person or pray for this person. And you know, if God brings somebody up in your mind when you're praying, just begin to pray for them. Pray for them. Don't pray for them for 20 seconds. Pray for them like you would want them to pray for you. The Bible says, given it shall be given. It means in every area. So when the Lord brings somebody up to you, you get fierce. I get like, let's go. I pray for that person like I would pray for myself. And you'll see a difference. You'll see a shift. And when you're in this moment that you're praying, I'm gonna, you, God will begin to reveal mysteries to you. He'll begin to show you things. 
Why are mysteries important? Well, in, in the book of Ephesians, Paul says that he was given a portion of knowledge into the mysteries of God. And what did he do with that portion of knowledge? He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament with a little bit of the mysteries of heaven. What are you meant to accomplish? God is full of mysteries. The depths of God have yet to be confounded. We don't even know. Nobody has reached the depths of God. Have you experienced this, that when you get some knowledge, you get to a place, you're like, oh, I just, I, I understand this. And then you suddenly feel like, am I at the very bottom? Like, God, I feel like, I, did I even move? I feel like I'm, I don't know anything. You get this feeling? Because God is inexhaustible. The depths of God are inexhaustible. And as he begins to reveal the mysteries, there's melodies in heaven that God wants to release on the earth as songs that will, that will flatten people with the presence of God. He's got melodies and harmonies and lyrics that he wants to release. He's got ideas that he wants to release. He's got people that need to be in business that won't just be successful for you and your family, but will impact and help generations to come because he's got mysteries. And so when you pray in the spirit, he begins to release these mysteries and he re releases them to your spirit. They bypass your mind most of the time because your mind wants to stop and go, what? You want me to do what? Your spirit's like, shh, get out the way. Let's, I'm, I'm communion here. I'm communion. God's talking to my spirit. He's releasing the mysteries to me. And he will reveal them in degrees as you pray in the spirit. He'll release them slowly. So here, when you're praying, this is a little tidbit. Maybe I should say this for Bible college, but since they're all graduated, we're sitting here. Here's a little exercise I'm going to give you. When you pray in the spirit, a lot of people, when they get uh, spirit-filled, they... The gift comes, and you, it's the sound of tongues is very. Hear that sound? You recognize it pretty easy. You're like, oh, somebody, that's tongues. It's like, it has a sound to it. That's the gift. You get it, you get it, it comes flowing out of you. But as you grow in the Lord, the Lord wants to have a conversation with you. And it's not always good to use the same words over and over and over. But more importantly, there's a, the, Lord, the Holy Spirit has shown me there's a deeper level for why you change up your tongue. So I'm going to give you a little example of how to do it. You just do it for two minutes when you're praying in tongues in the Spirit. So your mind, if you've been Spirit-filled a long time and you sit down and you start praying in the Spirit and you're just trying to pray for 20 minutes, your mind is everywhere. You're trying to pull it in. It's not focusing. I'll give you a little tip here in the beginning. Focus your mind and tell your mind the next syllable. If you pray a lot with the first letter being an M, mama. they'd say, I'm going to make the first syllable a B. So you tell your mind, we're going to make the first syllable a B. You can't control it past that. And then I'm going to make the next syllable a D, and we're going to do that, mind. So your mind is suddenly like, what? What's happening? We're paying attention. We're, we're involved in the tongues. What's happening? And so now all I'm doing is I'm focusing on the first letter. So I go, B. So I'm like, barikishula, D, diandolomo, S, zikajomotia, T, talamashidan. So I'm not controlling the rest of it. I'm making my mind say the first letter, and then the spirit will take over. And you're like, why is this important? Because I'll just do it for a couple of minutes, practicing changing the words, changing the vowels. And then as I begin to commune with the Lord, now here comes the Holy Spirit's utterance. And now as it comes out, it comes out differently. And depending on what you're praying for, the Holy Spirit will give you a different utterance. 
But if you're stuck saying the same thing, you'll never know when he wants to move differently. When I'm praying for a deliverance, or if you're praying for a healing, or if you're praying for a financial breakthrough, then you begin to pray, you begin to pray, and now here comes the utterance. And you'll hear the change, and you'll hear the difference as you begin to pray, because the Holy Spirit is communing with you. And then you'll get to a place where you're full, and now you, the Holy Spirit gives you words to say in English, and you begin to decree. This is the moment. You don't start your day with decrees. You pray in the Spirit until you're so full that the Holy Spirit will give you the utterance in English. And now you begin to decree. That financial thing is broken through. I have the breakthrough. God has given me the breakthrough. Here comes the finances. Or whatever the area may be, you speak and you'll speak with the authority because the Holy Spirit will give you laser focus. Say this. Say this. Because you can learn to interpret your tongues. Not translate. Interpret. Your stomach's growling. You know you're hungry. As you begin to learn to communion with the Lord, the Lord will speak back to you and you learn, oh, okay. Holy Spirit's like, there's, there's a little resistance. He's like, step it up a notch, step it up a notch. I get up off my knees and now I'm going for it. And I'm walking the house and I'm, I'm praying because the Holy Spirit says there's resistance. And then you'll feel a break. Pray until it shifts. Pray until you get the breakthrough. Maybe you'll feel joy. You're like, and you're like, okay, thanks God. We're good. We're good on that. So there's differences. But if you learn to pray, talking to God versus don't let the gift control you. You control the gift. So now when I begin to pray, I'm praying with God, not just to him. And I'm talking. Oh God, 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 all of you, God, deeper, more of you, Jesus. See the difference? I'm talking, I'm, I'm using my spirit, I'm reaching deep, I'm going to the deeper places with God. That's what you have when you have tongues. When you commune with the Holy Spirit and God like that, He strengthens you. He builds you up inside so that you're able to walk out of here and now walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. He secures you and empowers you. So when you walk out into the marketplace and into your workplace, you're walking with the power of God overflowing you. People, you get in their presence and they're like, man, I don't know what it is. I just feel so joyful around you. I don't know what it is, but I just, man, you just carry a peace about you. Hey, would you pray for me? Now you're able to bring the miracles into the marketplace and the workplace. The miracles aren't just supposed to be for Sunday people. We only get this because of the precious, powerful Holy Spirit. This is the reason we are able to do that. Sadly, in most churches today, the Holy Spirit is treated more like a liability than the very power to truly grow the church. And I'm not talking about in bodies. I'm talking about in passionate believers. In many cases, he's just barely tolerated when he should be honored and sought after. The Holy Spirit was there at the founding of the church because he is the true power of the church. We need the Holy Spirit. We don't need more programs. 
programs cannot replace power. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, Sunday service becomes another social event for you to see your friends. Worship becomes entertainment and the message becomes motivational or, or inspirational or encouraging at best. I don't know where you are in your life, but I don't need another encouraging sermon. I need supernatural empowerment. The hour calls for a people that will be bold. A people that will say, let it be known that we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Here we believe in miracles, in signs and wonders, in the gift of tongues, in, the, in casting out demons, in the power of the Holy Spirit and the manifestations. Here we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Stop trying to explain Him and embrace Him. I'm going to show you a video. We'll have the lights down. Can you move? She does not have that eye. Yes. So we remove it. That's correct, Pastor. Uh -huh. So there's no eye on, on the right side. Okay. And she says that. Uh, but since December last year, mm -hmm. the left eye, the remaining eye, has lost vision. And she's now blind in the left eye. Could it be that cancer is uh, going to the other eye? It's, it's possible, Papa. It's yes. possible. Yes. What did you say? Today is your day. Today is my day. Amen. <laughs> You're a doctor. You, you, you can remove this. I want to see that eye that is gone. Lift your hands. Everybody pray in the Holy Ghost. Wait, wait. You hear me? I am believing God with everybody here that something will happen to you. Glory. Cancer has eaten one eye and is eating the other one. You see, since December, she can't see. So they remove it in 7th of August. Completely removed. Yes. Then in December, start giving you problems. They will not remove it again. This problem stops now. This is no longer your portion. Do you see how bad the devil is? Do you see how wicked Satan is? Somebody help me call Jesus. Jesus. I can't hear you. Call Jesus. Jesus. Let's go. One. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. 
Jesus. Come on. Come on. I know when you look at that, you're like, did he regrow the eyeball? I don't know because there's all kinds of stuff that was sewn in there. I don't know if there's an eyeball behind there or if she's just seeing through the skin. You think that's what happened? Behind it, like behind it, because it's hard to see behind, behind that stuff. I was like, whether God, she's seeing through the, through the skin or whether she's got a new eyeball, either way, you see her face when it happens because he had this eye closed and he's holding his hands out. Come on, Jesus. Come on. Come on. That's the power of the Holy Ghost, folks. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. And we don't have copies. We all have the same Holy Spirit in us. We all have the same power. We'll have the lights for me, please. We have the same power that Jesus had. We have. The same power lives in us that he has. The Holy Spirit is here today. So I want you, if you know that today is your day, if you're believing, trusting God for healing, that just helped raise your faith. The Holy Spirit's power is here. We worship today. God's presence came in in such a powerful way. He wants to heal. He wants you to live it. He wants you set free. But if you're trusting God for a healing, whatever it is, pain in your body, sickness, whatever it might be, and you know today is your day, I want you to stand to your feet. I'm not going to pray for you. Uh, lay hands on you. We're going to pray. Holy Spirit's going to move. Holy Spirit's going to do the work that only He can do. I can't do that. Not in my human power. I can't. I can't do anything. Only the Holy Spirit can. The same Holy Spirit's in me is in you. That's the Holy Spirit's power that's here right now. He's the one who wants you healed, set free from this, 
free of the torment of the enemy, no more. It stops today, no more. No more torment of the enemy. No more. I want everybody to pray in the Spirit. If you can pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. Let's go. Jesus, I thank you what you did on the cross 2,000 years ago, that every stripe you took was for our healing, that we could be whole, that we could walk in divine health. So right now I take authority over any sickness that's in the body and I tell you in the name of Jesus, you're cursed. You leave this body in the name of Jesus. I speak against the spirit of infirmity right now in the name of Jesus. I tell you to leave. In the name of Jesus, I curse any pain in anybody's body right now. And I tell you to leave right now and be replaced with the presence of God. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come with your gifts right now, your gifts of healing and your working of miracles, and touch their bodies right now. Holy Spirit, you do the work that only you can do, Holy Spirit. Do the work that only you can do right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed right now. There's the power of God right now. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for touching them right now. Say, I receive it in Jesus' name. Now, if, if, your, if yours was something that's a tangible pain that you, could, that you could tell if it's gone, I want you to test it. Sign of faith. I want you to step out. Like if, there's, if you notice there's a noticeable difference, I want you to see. If the gift's operating, you can be instantly made whole. You can be instantly healed. It's a sign of faith. Just like Jesus said to the, the man on the, on the mat, get up. Stand up. He made him do something. Stand up. Move something. If you had pain and, you're, and it's gone, I want you to let us know. If, you're, if, if there's a freedom, if there's something you couldn't do, I want you to tell us. Let us know. Find that if there's pain is gone, I want you to let us know. We thank you, Father, for your healing, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Anybody that was, you, come here, Chris, tell us what's going on. Oh, let us know. We believe, that, I mean, the anointing is here for, for healing. Tell us what happened. So I dropped a table on my toe a few months back. Till uh, the, the nail went away. And as it was coming back, there was an ingrown nail. And I was outside doing a whole bunch of yard work. And it got infected. It's been infected for two weeks. Haven't been able to put weights onto that big toe. And now it feels like nothing. Just a little sore. Yeah. Come on, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Come here. Tell us what happened. So 
So um, a bunch of y'all are actually aware that a couple weeks ago, I hurt my shoulder really bad. Um, this morning I woke up, my husband and my son can both attest to the fact that I almost didn't make it this morning. Um, I'm, I was wrecked with, um, I couldn't move my, my, couldn't put my face, move my, my over my left shoulder. My husband was rubbing out my shoulder this morning and um, I even said I'm not making it to church. And um, at the very last minute, he actually brought to my awareness that Jesus Christ came 25,000 miles for us. I could come to church for him. And, and I'm glad I did. But, um, and I stood up because I was already believing in my, my healing. Um, but um, I, am, I stood up in faith that I would get an instant healing. And um, as you can see, I'm fine. I'm fine. Come on, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Anybody else? We want to testify. Anybody else? I felt something instantly. Laura, come on. I'll walk to you. Thank you. Um, I've had pain really bad in my right leg, and nobody knows what it is. And it, um, it's affected my right knee. The doctor said, you got to have a knee replacement. Well, I had one a few years back just before I came here, about 10 years ago, and it wasn't a very pleasant experience. So this morning, I was been praying before you even started the sermon. And I, a few minutes ago, I'm thinking, well, it's still there. I don't know. And then I've just started to move it around, and it's not there anymore. Come on. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, everybody, stand with me right now. I want you to stand. This is just the start of the miracles. And even if you didn't feel something or if you don't know, I want you to watch because you are healed. You are healed. Maybe it's tomorrow morning you say, man, this, I woke up different. Or if you've got tests, you can run. Come and let us know. Yes, I got my healing when you prayed because the power of God was here. Don't let the enemy lie to you. You received your healing. Walk out of here healed. But as I said before, that's the, that's the least of the miracles when it comes to healing. The greatest miracle of all is salvation. And if you're here today and you've never made that commitment to give your life 100% to Jesus as not just your Savior, as not just your ticket into heaven, but as Lord of your life, He deserves all of your life, not a portion. You want to be sure that you're going to heaven, but God needs you here living for Him. He's got a hurting and a lost and a broken world that needs impacting, and He's given you a job to do. So if you've never made that commitment, I need you to raise your hand right now. We're going to pray for you. God's going to heal you, and you become a new creation in Christ today. Thank you for the hand at the back, sir. Thank you for the hand at the back. If you want to make that decision, I see your hand. Thank you. Raise your hand. If you've never made that commitment before Jesus, He's watching. He's watching. Who cares who else is watching? God Almighty is watching. Today is your day. Stop running. Before we pray, I'll give you one last chance to raise your hand, and then we're going to pray. All right. Those who raise their hands, and everybody else, say this prayer. Say, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me, for taking my sin so that I could be in right standing with God. Today I give you my all. 
I surrender everything. And I make you Lord of my life. That I am your child today. And no longer your enemy. Thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Spirit. I receive him now. In Jesus' name. Amen. And now it says there's a party in heaven when one person comes to the Lord. Can we give him some praise? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, well, I want to pray for you. If you have yet to receive the gift that I was talking about, if you've yet been baptized into the Holy Spirit, Jesus does that work with with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I want you to come forward. We're going to pray for you as we will dismiss the service. I'm going to pray for those down front. So this is, this is amazing. The anointing is here. If you've ever been worried, oh, am I going to receive? You'll receive. It's a gift. You'll receive. Trust me. No worries. We'll take care of you. You don't want to live without what I've been talking about because your Christianity is very shallow. It's very weak without what I've been talking about. So don't keep living there. You're here on purpose. God brought you by divine appointment today for this moment. So if that's you, I want you to come down front. We're going to pray for you as we dismiss the service. If you have yet to receive your prayer language, come down front. We're going to, we're going to pray for you. I will have my ministry come down on the either ends. If you need prayer for anything else, I ask you to stand off to the sides. If you're coming to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, evidence of speaking tongues, come right down in front of me. Otherwise, my ministry team is up. If you need prayer for anything else, okay, then go see them. But if you're here to receive uh, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, then come down to me, all right? Guys, thanks for coming out. We love you. Give us some time down front for ministry, but we love you, and we will see you on Sunday. If you need prayer for anything else, please come down front.